0: Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one Dragon-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
1: I'm Norman Mitchell.
0: And again, with us today, we have Scott Corelli. Hello, Scott. Hi. Um, And we are going to be talking about Minute 24, which starts with the the firework kind of careening over... up into the air, yeah. out of the tent, and it ends with some random person saying, speech!
1: Speech, and then, and Bilbo taking a drink.
0: Yeah, as he's wandering back up to the stage area.
1: Yeah. Uh, so,
2: is this is this Smaug the Firework?
1: Uh, kind of, yeah. C- kind of? I think that that's supposed to be the intention of the effect, is that it's supposed to be reminiscent of what... A description of smog yeah. from the books would look like, well, because smog is supposed to be kind of unique among
2: dragons in that he's bat winged. Is it it's- smog or is it smaug?
0: I you know, say smog, but the movies they say smaug.
1: Smaug. I kind of go back and forth the same way I do with Gandalf. Gandalf.
0: Gandalf. Howdy, Gandalf.
2: Um, I had I had a I had a roommate who was really obsessed with Lord of the Rings, and anytime he would talk about the hobbit and i would say smog he would go smog he would like to me and he would get really grumpy about me he 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 felt my 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 uh my, my mis uh pronunciation was out of disrespect and <laughs> oh i see yeah.
0: well he is great and terrible
2: yes <laughs> that would be
1: smog the great and terrible smog yeah i've i've always thought that smog sounds less threatening than smog
0: yeah, but but well, no, smog, smog is like
2: what's over Los Angeles, right? Right. Yeah. 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 That's why I I I, I feel like smog is I don't know smog is like a real thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've always felt like it sounds less threatening.
0: Hmm.
1: Like smog is a harsher sound than smog. Yeah.
0: There's more vowels in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a u, so like. Yeah pronouncing it like an o is not outside of, outside of the English language at all. Right. Smoke.
0: So apparently because I have a book in front of me right now, the the dragon is in honor of Bilbo, so it's supposed to, I think it is supposed to be yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So like the um, hobbits can just be like, "Oh, look, it's a dragon like yeah. what he like what he fought that one time or something." Supposedly he claims Uh,
0: The the line is, there was also one last surprise in honor of Bilbo, and it startled the hobbits exceedingly, as Gandalf intended. Gandalf, you old rogue. He's like, I'm going to scare the pants out of all these hobbits and make Bilbo happy. (laughs) There's a dragon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a little mischievous Gandalf, chuckling to himself. Uh, (laughs)
0: Laughing in like the last minute.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Principal Gandalf.
1: Uh, <laughs> High school AU. What? Oh
2: my that's, God! That's Bilbo's what we the get vice in this. Principal. This minute, Bilbo. we're introduced to Principal Gandalf.
0: I yes. don't think Bilbo. I don't think Bilbo would be the vice principal. Yeah.
1: He's the vice principal because people just people feel kind of. Eh I feel like about he's him. the
0: drama teacher. He's the drama teacher, <laughs> <laughs> music teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: people don't like him enough for him to be the music teacher.
0: No, he's obnoxious enough to be the drama teacher. He's very theatrical. As it's we'll true. see next time. I suppose yes. that's
2: true.
1: Uh, uh, a quick little thing about this this minute uh, from the mouth of Peter Jackson is that despite him making a movie about Lord of the Rings, he is not a fan of overt uses of magic in fantasy movies. Hmm. What? But he thinks the fireworks being so flashy is okay because fireworks are pretty.
0: Okay. Thus spake. You know, <laughs>
1: yes. but he doesn't like overt uses of magic in film, I guess, which is an interesting thing to say when you're making Lord of the Rings.
0: Is that an interesting jab at like Harry Potter?
2: I don't know. maybe. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know because because I think that I think Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter have a lot in common with their use of magic and that in both cases, I think their magic is like really grounded.
1: Most of the time. And then there's a couple instances of, like, really big
2: things happening. But it's but always... The, there's always rules, you know? Yeah. Like, they never... They, they set up rules with magic, and then they never really break them. Or at least it doesn't feel like they do. Yeah. They they push them a little bit. Uh, right.
0: I think the magic in Lord of the Rings is more outlandish than Harry Potter.
1: Um, Time Turner?
0: Uh, time Turner accepted.
1: Uh, but... It, what we see of magic in the lord of the rings books themselves is all fairly grounded the biggest thing that you see is saruman controlling the weather
0: right that's that's what i was thinking that's about.
1: that's the biggest thing you see but even then there's not like there's not a big flashy effect to it
0: no it's, it's just, just some just old happening. guy yelling into the wind it's
1: just, just <laughs> yelling at the sky and the clouds <laughs> gather yeah <laughs> well
2: and then and they do stuff like that where where it feels it feels like okay I can comprehend screaming into the sky and controlling the weather. Whereas like in other things, when they do magic, it'll just be real like wishy-washy as to like what's controlling it and how, and it all comes very easy to everyone. Like it doesn't look like it comes easy to Saruman when he does that. And no one throws a fireball. Yeah. Right.
1: Or that's shoots what I think lightning that's what out of I, their
2: hands. I think that's what I'm most worried about Doctor Strange, because I'm I'm worried that it's not going to feel grounded, and it's just going to oh, be
1: that's true. ludicrous well, it isn't magic
2: all over the place.
1: That's the thing about Doctor Strange, though. It isn't grounded. Yeah. You, you've
2: seen Doctor Strange?
1: Well, the, the, the comics, it's not grounded. Like, the magic in Doctor Strange isn't grounded.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's
1: very crazy.
2: Right, yeah. So uh, I'm a little worried about that, because I don't, I don't I don't like it when magic doesn't make any sense. And yeah. they're just like, it's magic, it's not supposed to make any sense. And I'm just like, uh, that's feels like a cop out.
0: Yeah.
2: Um whereas here it's like, no, like the magic you know, like Sting is like a really good example where it's just like, here's how this thing works. It glows when there are orcs right. or goblins. Right. And it's like and, and that's how it works the whole movie, and it doesn't, you know, break that rule and it's yeah. It just, it's very, it feels, everything feels very grounded, you know, regardless right. of the fact that it's magical. Right. The ring makes you invisible. Right. Right. Well, it makes, at least it makes, it makes uh, hobbits invisible. And Isildur. We've seen Isildur turn invisible. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was turning hobbits invisible because they're burglars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, ju- it just knows their nature. And so.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe it like gave different powers to different things and that's why uh awesome that's why what's his name had like the crazy strength and was like knocking full armies back and stuff sauron just has crazy strength right right sauron yeah so i just thought like oh because he's like a dark lord he can do all of the things because he's lord of the rings (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
2: and uh and and then like if you gave it to other people they would all have different powers and maybe hobbits turn invisible because they're burglars Right, a, a, which a is my favorite to... thing to call a hobbit is a burglar. That's my burglar. because they all get very offended. Yeah, you're a burglar. <laughs> it's, you, it's, it's, such you, a, it's such a non thing to get offended by. Good for you nothing burglar. You burglar.
0: <laughs> burglar. Oh, burgle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were just a burglar <laughs> Oh, burgle something.
0: That's what my D and D character does.
1: Burgles. She
0: burgles. Yeah, that's uh, good.
1: A a thing to note about the ring, since you brought up Sauron and the idea of it doing different things for different uh, people, is it probably wouldn't turn Gandalf invisible.
0: Because he's the same thing. Because he's the same thing as Sauron. They're the same
1: being. Uh, They're the same type of creature. Uh, A Maiar, as I've said before. Yeah. Uh, And then Gandalf is part of a particular subgroup of Maiar called Astari.
0: The, The wizards.
1: The wizards, the Astari. There are five of them. Uh, are they the oldest
2: creatures in Middle Earth, or is that the Ents?
1: Uh, I believe of the creatures native to Middle Earth, Ents are the oldest. Because
0: mm. uh, Elves aren't from Middle Earth.
1: Because Elves aren't from Middle Earth either. Elves came from Valinor across the waves, which is why they go back into the West when they reach the end of their lives, quote unquote. They go back into the West because that's where they came from. Uh, because it's kind of an atonement for the sins of the elf that first came to middle Earth and then they they spend all the time here and then
2: go back. see, there's so, some good there's some good stories in the Cimmerillion, but they 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 should do them as like solo movies, you know,
1: yeah, kind of like a or as like hour long episodes to a show, kind of like Twilight
2: Zone or Outer limits, where it's just like a different story yeah, yeah. each week. well Anthology but they stories. they would never do that because they would rather make movie money. Um, but, like, yeah. you could totally Rogue One a bunch of Lord of the Rings, like, Middle-Earth stories.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Feanor, uh crafting the Silmarils and becoming corrupted would be a pretty fine story. Baron and Luthien would be fine. That's essentially the story of Aragorn and Arwen, although there's, like, fighting werewolves and dragons what? and
0: stuff. Yeah. Give me that. There
1: are werewolves and vampires in Lord of the Rings in, in Middle-Earth, but we never see them in these movies.
2: See, there's some good stuff in there. It's You just gotta... I feel like when people look at the Cimmerillion, they're just like, well, you could never adapt that. And it's like, well, not all at once. No, absolutely
1: <laughs> not. Because it's essentially nine or ten different narratives.
2: Right. Yeah. So you do nine or ten different movies and yeah, that would be fun, I think. Yeah. So is
0: Middle is Middle Earth elf elf purgatory then if they're like atoning for their sins or something?
2: I I, you know, I guess kind of.
0: That's weird.
2: Uh, I just like the idea of the elves being like, this is our purgatory, and you're all just living in it. Ha, 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 ha,
1: Because Fanor's all people uh, kind of got Cause told... Because we are pretty. Because <laughs> 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 the people that followed Fanor into Middle-earth kind of got told, ah, uh, you can't come back. Why? Because Fanor made the Silmarils and committed some great sin. I haven't read the Silmarillion in a while.
0: Oh, we gotta, we gotta get on that.
1: I should. I like the Silmarillion. I could read it again. <laughs>
0: It's like a history uh,
2: book, right?
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a collection of myths, kind of uh, Greco-Roman style, although they're a bit longer than that.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'm all about the idea of that. I just I but I think that Peter Jackson should just produce them and let other directors do that. Well, it'd be
1: cool to see other directors' takes on individual stories out of the Silmarillion. Totally, like that'd be rad. That'd be super neat. I'd be into that. I mean, you, and you could you could do one about, uh, the Astari and how they came to middle earth. Cause there's a lot of information about that too, outside of the Silmarillion. Uh, there are a lot of uh, books that I don't own that I would really like to, to Let's read. call
2: up Warner brothers and let them know that they should be doing this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey guys, I got a great idea. <laughs> I'm sure um, you haven't thought of this.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you haven't thought of this. It's, it's all new, all original, all great. Um, uh, a little side note about, going back to the minute now, uh, the dragon firework, mm-hmm. uh, I managed to uh, get the names of the two people that animated that firework, which are uh, Mary Victoria and Doug Shepard.
0: And they work for Weta, right? And they
1: work, I I, I would assume so, yeah, they work yeah. for Weta. Uh, and that this scene from when Mary and Pippin first steal the firework through till Bilbo's speech yeah. was the first scene that Philippa Boyens wrote for this movie.
0: Oh, yeah, because she was like, She
2: wrote the introduction for Marian Pippen.
0: Pitching her her uh, her take.
2: Yeah. This might be a dumb question, because uh, it's probably a yes, but did Weta do the Hobbit movies? I believe so. I believe they did, yeah. That's unfortunate, because th- like, uh, it's not anywhere near the quality of Lord of the Rings, and it's not like their CGI department isn't, Incredible because they did the and, Planet of the Apes movies, right? And some of the CGI in the Hobbit movies is incredible, but a lot of it is lacking.
0: Yeah, so it's because, weird, right? Like Gollum is Gollum is still amazing, amazing
1: but he would he has to be
0: right,
1: <laughs> absolutely. That's why I don't like a- Azog is because Azog looks like he doesn't belong. Yeah, in he the, looks phoned in. In the same way that Gollum, despite being an obviously digital effect, kind at least kind of looks like he belongs. Yeah. Um, yeah, they
0: did do all three a, of those. And
1: there are there are a few standout effects that I really like in those Hobbit movies, like Thranduil's scarred face I think actually looks really good, but it's a very quick moment, so it's not like it was on screen very long.
0: Right. It, you're not staring at it waving a sword around for, like, 30 minutes. Right.
1: Um, and uh, the, the elk that Thranduil rides is also a digital effect, which most of the time is fairly seamless, and then there's one particular scene where it's not... Where he, like, beheads a bunch of orcs. Dude. Mm.
0: I love Party Dad.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. <what but>, yeah,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this this is the first scene that Philippa Boyens wrote, is this fireworks scene with the dragon, which I think is kind of cool. Hmm.
0: You know what? He does a really to, good job
1: setting up Mary and Pippin as roguish types.
0: I need to look into how Peter Jackson and Philippa Boyens, like, got together to be, like, writing... Partners right. on this, and Fran, and Fran,
1: Peter's wife also wrote yeah. for this movie too.
0: Um, but I mean, like how the three of them like met,
1: right? Whose friend was she first?
0: Right. Were they? Yeah, because I think, I like, think
2: Fran so? and and Jackson wrote the Frighteners together. I believe that I believe that's correct too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and and I think uh, Beautiful Creatures even before that. Mm. Um, that I haven't actually seen either of those movies. You've never oh, seen work. the Frighteners? No. Oh, you should watch that because it, there, there's, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings. It's like – it's almost – it almost feels like an audition for Lord of the Rings with yeah. the uh, technology going on in that movie. Nice. Yeah, because the Frightener technology is basically the same as the, uh, the the ghost soldiers.
0: Oh, in Return of the King. Oh. Yeah, in
2: Return of the King. It's, yeah. the exact, it's the exact same technology. Like they look like Frightener ghosts.
0: That's the, cool. um,
1: uh, the the Ghost Soldiers, from, since you mentioned them and we're not going to talk about it for like two years, uh, the Ghost Soldiers from Return of the King is something Peter Jackson cut, even though he didn't want to from the theatrical edition, because of Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> You're like, he had this effect all planned and it was basically done. And then Pirates of the Caribbean comes out with Orlando Bloom in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost the same effect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. And Peter they probably was just, were like, oh, the, the fr- have you seen The Frighteners? We should just do that. And yeah. Jackson's like, no, that's why I did it.
1: <laughs> and Peter Jackson saw Pirates of the Caribbean and was just like, damn it. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh,
1: he goes on about it at length in the director commentary for Return of the King. Can you
0: imagine, like, he went to go see it in the theaters, and then all of a sudden he just yells and walks out. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> son of
2: a bitch! <laughs> You know it's it's not, since we're talking about Peter Jackson I I do want to mention uh, the bit where when the tent goes up and you cut to those shots of uh those like snap zoom like dutch angle snap zooms of Mary and Pippin like all yeah. like can, like so- chimney sweeps <laughs> Yeah that is so Peter Jackson it's like one of the most Peter Jacksony shots I think in the entire trilogy Nice. Um, He's he's very toned down in his style in these movies because he's like he, – he's not so much worried about his style as a director as he is about telling this story in the best way. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so – but every once in a while, you'll get a little Peter Jackson flair and that's one of those moments where you're just like, oh, man. This was the guy that grew up watching Sam Raimi movies. Uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah,
0: Can you imagine like a Sam Raimi Lord of the Rings?
2: Um, I would love to watch Lord of the Rings. He was one of the guys for The Hobbit. It was like Sam Raimi and uh, Alfonso Cuaron and then there was a third person and then none of them ended up getting it and it was uh, Jackson.
1: It would be wonderful to watch like Evil Dead era Sam Raimi make these movies with that same technology.
0: Oh (laughs) my God.
1: (laughs) That would be amazing.
2: Yeah, Sam Raimi would not be a bad choice either cuz like I know a lot well, of people did fan of practical effects too. Yeah, and one. I know a lot of people didn't like Oz the Great and Powerful, but I really did and I think it was a good amalgam of like Sam Raimi doing his thing, like having a lot of Sam Raimi-isms and also like telling a uh, like a fantasy story. Yeah. Uh.
0: I didn't know that was Sam Raimi.
2: Yeah.
1: He's done a lot of different stuff, like, in a lot of different genres.
2: That was actually his last movie. He hasn't done a movie since uh, Oz the Great and yeah. Powerful. Because he did Oz the Great and Powerful. Because he's he doing
0: that uh, Evil Dead show, right?
2: Well, I mean, so yeah. he's not, he doesn't have anything to do with it. He, he directed the pilot and co- and wrote the pilot, but oh, okay. I don't think he's had anything to do with it since then. Not really. Other than yeah. probably, like, reading scripts and be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You know,
1: <laughs> I feel like I, I also kind of feel like Sam Raimi's uh, met most of the time kind of incapable of doing something that's not at least silly on the surface.
2: Uh, Well, not not necessarily, because he did um a simple plan, uh, which was just like a crime story, like out in the in Minnesota or something like that. Mm. And then he did For the Love of the Game, which was just like a straight baseball movie. Oh, wow. I haven't seen either of those. Yeah. I, um, I,
1: but I'm Rainey just like thinking a... of the Spider-Man movies and Oz and the yeah. Evil Dead. And I'm just like, man. And they're all the same. There's a lot of the same kind of silly type jokes in those movies, too.
2: Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of crossover with The Hobbit because there's like a lot of silly stuff in The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the I bumbling dwarves. Right. Yeah. He would have been really good at, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, like the river scene out of Merkwood? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> That would have been sick.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sam Raimi would have been a great choice for those movies, I think. Yeah,
1: I think he would have done a good job with those. He would have looked at the scripts and been like, I'm not doing all of this. Yeah. I'll do two. No more. (laughs) I'll do two and none of this stuff.
2: Yeah. Why is this here?
1: (laughs) Why are we going to uh, a a long abandoned morgue?
2: If you want a Radagast movie, just go
1: make a Radagast movie. (laughs) I'll make a Radagast movie, but separate from these. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Sam Raimi directing uh, Sylvester McCoy's Radagast would have been great, too.
2: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. He wouldn't have had bird crap in his hair.
1: Oh, he might probably Uh, still have. Yeah, okay, Uh, never mind.
0: He would have had a chainsaw for a (laughs) hit.
2: He in still fact, would have had like, giant no, rabbits. Knowing like, Sam Raimi, like there would have been a moment where they're like, where where everyone is all he, like, Radagast is talking to people and they're like looking at his hair and like there's like a bird just like actively pooping in his hair and, <laughs> and no and one wants just, to
1: like say anything what? to him. <laughs> why? Why are you all staring at me? Yeah. Oh my god. No, no reason. Yeah. That, that's more Sam Raimi style. Just like <laughs> loves that plastic you,
2: stuff.
1: Show you the silly thing put it directly yeah. in your face right. acknowledge it move on
2: right uh, um yeah so i want I want to talk a little bit more about principal Gandalf um, <laughs> putting putting Mary and Pippin in detention uh, i I love that and I love that he's supervising their detention like he's he is staring daggers and just like. <laughs> Passive aggressively <laughs> sipping that tea. He's kind, He's he almost looks
1: a little like very proud of himself while he takes a sip out of that tiny cup. Mm.
2: Yeah, I guess it's probably ale. It just looks like a teacup because he's a giant in this world of hobbits. But that's why I love watching him dance with the hobbits because he's like three times their height.
0: Do you think high. that, like Marion that was the first cup that Marion Pippin washed, and then he immediately purposely poured dirtied ale it. in it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so
2: passive aggressive. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I love it.
1: Because ah. uh-huh. he washes he he makes them wash dishes before they clean themselves up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wash your so hands.
0: Just your hands. And now we're gonna wash all these dishes. You're gonna
1: follow me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's another forced perspective shot. It is
1: another forced perspective shot. Uh, Dom's about two feet behind Ian McKellen.
0: Yeah. The, the the
2: I think the thing that most impresses me about all of that. Uh, forced perspective stuff, uh, it's the eye lines. Like, the eye lines are never not correct, and they're not looking at the person because of the forced perspective. Right. Yeah. There's and, only a couple of times where they're not quite right.
0: But that's where they line it up with CG. Yeah. Like, that's not the forced perspective stuff. Right.
2: Yeah. Oh, the, it's, it's amazing. Like, that scene where they're sitting in the cart together, like Frodo and, and uh, Gandalf, and they're just, like, looking at each other, but they're not... Yeah. yeah. Oh man! It's
1: Especially so realizing that Frodo is like five feet behind him.
0: Yeah. They must have a marker.
1: They, well, yeah, there has to be.
2: Oh, for
0: sure. But it's
1: it's. But the fact that it's so close to correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they sell it so well. Oh, it's great. Peter, Peter Jackson did a lot of math. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine. <laughs> or, at least, or at the very least, he got someone else to do the math. Um. No
1: the one they when they talk about the force perspective stuff, they talk about how it was Peter and uh, Barry Osborne who mapped all that out originally. who's Barry Osborne? He's the uh the executive producer, I
2: believe
0: one oh. of the uh, one of the other producers. yeah
2: oh, that's interesting. Usually producers don't do that kind of thing
0: yeah there's I guess there's uh when they were mapping out the storyboards, uh there's a bunch of the footage producers. of um one of them dressed as a hobbit and one of them with like a giant hat on a stick. Yeah, to like map out where Gandalf's face is going to be. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like doing doing like takes on the back end set with Peter and Barry and I can't remember the other guy's name, mm. and the, the guy's just carrying around a, a Gandalf head on a stick,
2: <laughs> um,
0: like giant paper mache face. What else
2: has uh, Andrew Lesney done, the uh, cinematographer? Oh, I'm not sure.
0: Probably. Peter Jackson stuff.
2: Probably. Yeah. I guess he, well, apparently he did The Hobbit. um, um And King Kong and the lovely bones. Yeah. I really, I really liked King Kong. He did Babe and Babe Pig in the City. That makes so much sense.
0: Oh, he died <laughs> last year. If you look
2: at, if you look at Babe and, and, and Babe Pig in the City, if you look at those movies, they look like Hobbiton. Yeah, they do. Yeah, wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, huh. The Rings, The Hobbit. Yeah, Happy that's feed. sad. He died last year. That's really sad. And it's sad. Did do? Oh, he did
2: Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
0: What? Yeah.
2: <gasps> when is that third movie coming out?
0: Next year. I can't wait. I know. Give it to me now.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah when but, we're done recording, yeah. I'll read you the synopsis that I read. It's oh, so that's good. amazing. <laughs>
2: He had yeah. quite a quite a career, um. Yeah, that's good. He did two movies with um, with uh, what 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 is what is his name? The um, the director of uh, the Mad Max movies. Um, oh, George, uh, George Miller. George Miller. Yeah, because yeah. I think George Miller directed Pig in the City.
0: <laughs> what?
2: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had. After after um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, he had a weird fifteen year career of doing exclusively children's movies.
0: That's so That's, bizarre. That
2: is a weird. Now I'm just
1: imagining post apocalyptic Mad Max style Babe Pig in the City. Right. Yeah. Because he wrote Babe,
2: and then he wrote and directed. I think Pig in the City.
1: Um, like every, everyone just
2: referring to Babe as like pork. Or <laughs> pork. And dogs. then he went on and he did uh, Happy Feet. Those were those were also his.
0: Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, now huh. I'm just picturing Fury Road, but instead of Max. Pigs, it's they're all pigs. No, instead of Max, it's just Babe.
1: <laughs> and everyone else is human? <laughs> yes. I mean, he doesn't talk that much, so that's believable. Yeah.
0: yeah. Leslie won the
2: Academy Award for Best Cinematography for Fellowship of the Ring.
0: I nice. think... He won. He must have won for Return of the King too, because to, they got nominated yeah. for all the stuff that, or they won all the their nominations. Eleven
2: but, of them. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't. It says that he only won for fellowship.
0: Oh, that's yeah. too bad.
2: Which is, I mean, she probably wasn't even nominated for the other one. Aww. that's sad. <laughs> that is sad. Oh. Uh, uh,
1: anyway. Well, I think that I think that that uh, that covers this minute and more. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs>
0: We're going to be, like, we go off on tangents on our own, but then you throw, like, someone else in there, and we're just going to be, like, so...
1: Yeah, these are all, like, 25 minutes.
0: So, babe. Uh.
1: (laughs) So, babe, Pig in the City, uh, as re-envisioned as Mad Max.
0: (laughs) I want Uh. that as a shirt. Um, Yes. Just for me. Just for Mad Pig.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That'll do, pig. That'll (laughs) That'll do. (laughs) do. Uh. Oh,
0: my God. um, you can find us. Lovely <laughs> <pig>. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on tooling Uh we're, uh you can email us, contact at Lordherings We're on Twitter at Lotr Minute. We're on Tumblr, Lotr uh, we have both a official Facebook page and a listener group that you can join uh, and join our conversations about. Mad Pig I guess um, We're on iTunes, you can leave us a 5 star review If you so choose, but we would Highly encourage it, it would be awesome Of you, uh, we also have the Doctor's Companion on com, Which I co-host with Scott and Nick They co-host Back to the Future Minute And uh, We all write for mm-hmm. Geek by Night Which is our baby uh, It's our audio drama podcast That we're all really proud of um, and if you like what you hear, you can support us on Patreon, duelinggenre.com/support, as well as a one-time donation button on the site. And we also have merch. Uh, so, and special thanks to our Patreon associate producer Leeper One Eighty Two. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.